Hello, and welcome to another edition of Lessons My Patients Taught Me. This is lesson number 16, Knowing Yourself. This is Dr. Elliot Davidson, family doctor. I've been doing family medicine for 36 years and teaching the subject for over 20 years. In this podcast, we talk about lessons I've learned from my patients that have helped me take better care of them. Today, I'm going to get sort of philosophical and bring in some concepts that have been very helpful to me along the way. One of my favorite books is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by the late, great Stephen Covey. The first habit is be proactive. This is true for students and really for everyone. What it means is take initiative and motivate yourself uh, for things like learning. No one should care about your own education as much as you do. For example, when we were building a house, we could often find minor mistakes that the building crews were making and needed to point them out to the contractor. Like this opening was too narrow, this color stain was off. Nobody cares as much about your house as you do. Your education is no different. For the learner, when you see a condition that you don't know much about, read about it the same day if you can. When you come across a medication that is foreign to you, look it up. Even if you have to do it right in front of the patient, they will respect your honesty. Patients don't expect their doctors to be perfect, but they do expect them to be honest. If you don't know what's going on, you can share that, but also stress your plan to figure it out. Learners need to think about their own learning needs and then tell your teachers to help you with them because that's why they're there. You are not just learning to be smart and have book knowledge. That's great, but you're learning to be more effective and to help people get better and stay healthy. There's not much more important than that. The second of Covey's habits is begin with the end in mind. This applies to every part of your life. What sort of person do you want to be? What sort of spouse, daughter, son, parent, or friend? The same is true as a medical student or a resident. What sort of learner do you want to be? What sort of doctor do you want to be? Are you the sort of doctor that listens and takes the patient seriously, that follows up on promises, that builds credibility? Are you the sort that cuts people off mid-sentence? thinks he has all the answers and leaves people hanging, not knowing which way to turn. Like the great wise Dr. William Osler once said, it's much more important to know what sort of patient has a disease than what sort of disease the patient has. Meaning, knowing your patient is often the key to figuring out the diagnosis. In the same way, whether a patient connects with you and has confidence in you often depends on what sort of doctor you are. I'm telling you to be proactive, think ahead, plan your education. If you have electives, take ones that will enhance your skill set and prepare you for your planned practice. If you want to do procedures in practice, look for and schedule lots of procedures during your training. Pick the brains of your teachers. Now is the time to make the most of your opportunities. I'm also telling you to think about the practice you want to have, the lifestyle you want to have, the type of patients, the amount of freedom to make decisions. All that goes into choosing your specialty and your practice. Another concept that Stephen Covey emphasizes is the idea that each of us is responsible, meaning we are response-able, able to choose our response. In any given situation, we have the ability to decide how we react. This is particularly relevant during your education when you're getting all sorts of feedback. People react differently to feedback. 
Some feedback is positive, easy to accept, soothes the ego, but some of it is constructive, aimed at helping us correct our errors, guiding us to do better in some areas. This may be hard to accept. How do you do when you get feedback like this? Do we listen dispassionately, taking it all in, judging what is on the money and needs to be changed? Do we avoid overreacting to criticisms that are over the top, miss the mark, and keep them from charging up our defensiveness? Only we have the ability to control our response. We are responsible for ourselves. Our training guides us to be gentle with patients, even when they are sick. Don't expect them to be at their best. Once I had a patient in the hospital, a 40-ish woman, I'll call her Jane. She was withdrawing from opioids and also had pneumonia. She did not appreciate my plan to verify her opioid dosage with her treatment center before prescribing her requested dose. She wanted a large dose. She had several choice names for me that could have been taken as insults. I chose to see her as a fellow person suffering and not to take offense. I was taught to be firm and kind in the situation. We verified her dosage. We prescribed it for her. And the next day, she was much more pleasant. I didn't hold a grudge against her, and she did not even remember the exchange we had the previous day. The students were uh, surprised that I had been able to handle the insults that she had given me the day before. Which brings me to my last point. In order to be most effective as a doctor and really as a person, you need to know yourself. It's hard to know yourself. It takes time. Sometimes what you think you know about yourself turns out to be wrong. Lots of people in my training program thought they wanted to be family doctors, but found themselves drawn to other fields. I went through an interesting and kind of accelerated program. I joined a six-year program that combined undergrad and med school. So you did all that in six years. We were a small group right out of high school. The training was focused on primary care and family medicine in particular. But very few of us ended up staying with family medicine. Some left medicine altogether to go into law or business. The program fit me like a glove, though, and every rotation I took served to reinforce my desire to be a family doctor. I knew exactly who I was. It takes some people lots more time to figure that out, and that is perfectly fine. Everybody's on their own path. My suggestion is to listen to the voice in your head, the messages you tell yourself. Only you can decide what is right for you. You are, again, responsible for yourself. So I'll give you a couple examples from literature. Whenever Shakespeare agrees with Anne Rice, you should listen carefully. Old Bill in Act 1, Scene 3 of Hamlet has Polonius giving advice to his son, Laertes. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but the advice was about how to succeed while away at school. To thine own self be true, he says. Easy to say, hard to do. The, the great Anne Rice, the wonderful author of the Vampire Chronicles, who passed away last month, has her character Lewis, in The Interview with a Vampire, learned the same lesson from his teacher Lestat. Lewis, a kind soul, slowly comes to the disheartening conclusion that he is a vampire and must kill to live. He doesn't want to kill others, but it is his true nature, and he can no longer ignore it. I realize this is a strange way to make a point about how to be a good doctor, but hang on, the advice holds true. All this is to say, figure out who you are and be that person. Discover the doctor you want to be. Work hard to develop the skills, knowledge, and attitudes that you need to be the doctor you want to be. Want to be a good family doctor? 
Great. Learn to listen. Pay attention to detail. Be comfortable with ambiguity. Be optimistic. Be realistic. Keep your promises to your patients and to yourself. One more thing. Know your limitations. What are you good at? What do you need help with? Patients will trust you more if you consult with specialists appropriately. I don't do anything I can't do as well as needs to be done. Once, an 80-year-old man implored me to remove a basal cell carcinoma, that's the mildest form of skin cancer, from his face. I knew I could do it, but I assured him that he might have less scarring if a plastic surgeon do it, and I told him that. He didn't care, and he wanted me to do it. Well, I ended up doing it, and it turned out just fine, and he was satisfied with the result and happy that it was one-third the price that a plastic surgeon would charge. Know what you need to be successful and go for it. Know what you need to be happy in your work and make sure your job includes lots of that stuff. Me, I like to see patients one at a time, listen to their story and see how I can help. I like to teach medical students and residents and podcast listeners, as you found out. I'm thankful, I'm very thankful that my day is filled with the opportunity to do what I like to do, that I have developed some skill at doing it. You can find your niche too. So remember, find out who you are and be that person. This has been Dr. Ellie Davidson for Lessons My Patients Taught Me. I'm very interested in your feedback. I always love hearing from my listeners. I'm hoping you're enjoying this series of podcasts. Please give me your feedback on Twitter at LDavidson1, on Facebook, on the Anchor app with the voice messaging. Until then... Stay healthy out there.